Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout, looking ahead to game week 20. Um, this time we're focusing on those underachievers on the goals imminent table. Um, this is the start of a regular uh, video and podcast. We'll be looking ahead to the game week. Uh, myself and Tom the, uh, have taken a break from the captaincy video because basically we just say Harland and some other blokes each week. And it was getting a bit samey. So uh, we're taking a bit of a break from captaincy. We're going to look at uh, goals imminent instead. So there are uh, plenty of FA Cup matches to go. Uh, but we reveal our early thoughts uh, and our teams uh, for game week 20 as well. We'll also look at the goals imminent tables sister table the assists imminent table um in addition uh, tom and i will take any questions from the live chatters at the end as well to reveal our early uh, team thoughts uh my name is joe and joining me to unearth some of those under the radar gems is tom freeman fantasy football scouts deputy editor tom welcome how are you yeah, I'm good, thanks, Joe. Good to be back. It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, we yeah. actually stopped the captaincy prior to Christmas um, for obvious reasons, and now now kind of on this, which feels good. Yep. Um, allow, allows us to talk about our own teams um, a little bit more than we did so in those yeah. videos, yeah. transfer plans, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like you say, hopefully we can um, we can pick out a few kind of gems under the radar, gems in the coming kind of weeks and stuff. So, Definitely, yeah, good. Definitely, um, and this this will have uh, a bit more of a community focus as well. I mean, when I originally joined the Scoutcast many years ago, uh, I was the community guy there. So uh, the live chat will be very important there. So welcome those uh, joining us in the live chat already. G Wiz, uh, Rowan, uh, Ryan, FPL veteran Mahmood, and many more. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, we're going to have an opportunity at the end to do a sort of a live chat. Uh, Q&A um, so uh, think about your questions and then at the end um, post them in the live chat and then me and Tom will do our best to answer them um, about our team about uh, members stats Tom knows all, all, all sorts about the about the stats I, I just know a little bit about some of the tables like these ones we're about to show but uh, he, he's uh, he, day in day out he, he mines the stats for you on uh, the pages of Fantasy Football Scouts. So uh, well worth asking him some questions as well. Um, so, yeah, what we're going to look at is we're sort of hooking this around the goals imminent table. It's uh, it's the most popular table on uh, the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So members can look at that at any time they want, really. Um, and basically what it is, it's a table where, like all tables and all, all underlying stats, um, we're hoping to use underlying stats to try and predict um, future returns. Now, what we're not saying is they will definitely score. They will definitely assist. Because if they did that, me and Tom wouldn't be sitting here. We'd be on our billionaire islands in a bath of gold, 
<laughs> just saying, no, nah, I don't think I'll do a stream today because I'm too rich. Uh, but we're not. So, <laughs> so we, we, we do our best. We try and predict uh, those future returns. And the goals imminent yeah. table, um, usually it's got a minimum of 10 shots with a maximum of one goal. And so it's expect, it's sorted by expected delta for the last four matches. What does that mean? It's basically um, underperforming. Um, so they should have scored this, but they haven't for whatever reason. And there's lots of other data in it, like shots inside the box, which I know the XG crowd hate, um, and also shots on target as well, just to get an idea of where, the, where they're shooting from and how close they are um, to goal as well. Uh, as matches are uneven, I do it last four matches, and that's because of double game weeks and stuff. Um, so um, at the moment, uh, after the World Cup restart, because um, things are different after game week 17, I've temporarily set it to seven goal attempts, one goal maximum from game week 17 until we can get four weeks worth of data. And that's where it really comes into its own. But we'll we'll do it there. So um, without further ado, we'll have a look at the first one. This is for game week 20. Last last few game weeks. Um, who is due a goal? And Tom, I know you I know you you've what seen it already. But but surprise, surprise. Who is top? Who, who is who is the poster boy for not scoring but shooting a lot? OK. OK, well, I mean, he's top. <laughs> Nunes, Darwin Nunes, um, he's, he's had uh, 12 shots inside the box, 16 goal attempts, um, six shots on target. And his XG Delta, um, he basically telling us that he should have sco- scored uh, pretty much nearly three goals over that time. He scored none. Um, he's had seven big chances and he's missed a lot. So, Tom, do we keep? Do we think he's going to stay on this table forever? Will he fall off because his his stats have fallen off a cliff? Or will he fall off because he scored? So, shall we keep him? Well, I've just written 2,000 words on this <laughs> on the website for anybody oh, okay. interested who, who really wants to dive into it. But what I shall do now is try and kind of give a rough overview of what I said in the article. And then you can go and have a look at that if you want to know more. Mm. But... Um, so put the put the kind of the, the finishing um, aside. And if we just look at his kind of output in isolation, I think Darwin's got four goals in his last nine matches mm. with a couple of assists. So that feels OK for okay. an £8.9 million forward. But obviously, the underlyings hint at much, much more, as we can see there. I mean, I think across the season, he's missed 15 big chances more than any other player. And I think he's only scored four four of his um, big chances in total, um, massively down compared to somebody like um, Haaland, who's probably converting about 60% of his big chances, possibly more. Um, I do think Darwin's been a bit unlucky. Um, he's hit the woodwork more than any other player this year. This year, He's already done it since the restart against Leicester mm. when he got the assist. And, and um, I think you probably saw the Brentford match the other night, mm. Joe. He rounded David Royer early on and um, had the goal cleared off the line, the shot cleared off the line. He then had a goal of his own disallowed, which was a really nice finish, mm. actually, wasn't it? And yeah. he was marginally offside. So it just it, it just isn't falling for him right now. Um, I'm a big believer in that if players are getting chances, I think that's a really positive thing. And I think eventually they will turn it round. Mm. Um, and for me, in my own team, which we'll look at later on, um, it makes sense to keep Darwin a little bit longer. I haven't got an easy route to, to Kane or anything like that. So uh, I'm happy to give him a bit longer. I think he will turn it round, but I, I completely get people losing patience and, and wanting to move him on. Yeah, I mean, with me, I mean, as I said, there are, there are 
certain outcomes are those that appear on this table. Um, they they either just drop off because they score. So that's great. They're the players you want. And usually if you see like, say, Salah, so Salah's there at the moment, we'll come to him in a bit, but Salah or, uh, you know, big name strikers and big name, you know, prolific strikers, but those who get, you know, 10 to 20, even more goals a season. And you see them on here, they're going to score at some point. So that's a good thing. Sometimes they drop off because their stats aren't just just peter off they had maybe one or two really great games and they just haven't really um shown that as well and you often see that with some of the sort of so-called lesser teams and then the third way and i call this the nathan redmond clause um basically they just stay here forever and they never score and they keep shooting and they keep Mm. posting amazing stats and their expected goals are great and they never score. And that's Nathan Redmond. Um, although he did once, I think. Um, but he was here forever. And so that's what I sum up, really. Is is Darwin Nunes, is he like... I remember Ibrahimovic was here for ages, about six game weeks. He was on this table. He eventually dropped off because he scored. I have a feeling that's going to be him. Because he plays for a good team. Darwin yeah. plays for a good team. He is good. And he is placing these good stats. But... At the same time, I wonder, do I want that player in my team? Do I want someone who perhaps I don't know enough about? With Ibrahimovic, I had about 30 years worth of data for him to say he's going to score eventually, or 25 yeah. years worth. But um, but with Darwin, Nunes, I don't know. I don't know. Is this him forever? Is he Nathan Redmond? Um, well, he, well, he's well, he's a much younger, isn't he? So, I mean, <laughs> he, I, think his, I think his goal conversion rate... Um, I think last season in Portugal was something around about 30%, which is exceptionally high. And it's regressed mm. this year to something massively low. I think it's something about 9% this mm. year in the shot to goal conversion. So we're, we're still finding out about Darwin, but I've seen enough to think that that he will go, he yeah. will return in a big way soon. I, I'm not sure if he can do it, how consistently he can do it, but I think that, that there will be a game when he gets double digits. Yeah. Um, I think Liverpool, although their form, certainly at Brentford, they, they didn't look great at all. In an attacking sense, they're putting up good numbers. They're still creating quality chances for Darwin. So I'm not so concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Gakpo coming in as well, I think it's good for Liverpool's attack. He's a, yeah. he's a goal scorer, but he's a creator too. So I think having, I mean, they've played Oxlade-Chamberlain on the left in the last three games. So I think suddenly then going up to somebody of mm-hmm. Gakpo's quality, that's going to have an, imp- an impact okay. on Darwin as well. So um, I'm willing to stick a little bit longer. But I get that some people might yeah. think, well, I'm gonna gonna leave now, wait till he gets that first goal and then maybe jump back on them. Yeah. Um, I mean I think that's where I am. I think yeah. I don't know whether he's going to be consistent enough for me to want. So what I might do is risk missing a haul. And that haul will signal it's probably time to get him back in. And I think with him he's 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 sort of a reverse chasing points player. Um it's not. It's not just. Oh, you know. Oh, he scored. Oh, you're only getting him because he scored in that game. Well, well, well yes, I am sort of get, only getting him if he scored in that game. But with him, it, it it does signal that it's that confidence is back. That that extra one percent or whatever he needs to be able to hit the target to actually hit the target well. Um, and you know, and, and shoot, you know, closer to goal and those types of things. Um. And, and that's what I'm looking out for, really. So for me, yeah. I, I'm perfectly willing to, to jettison him at the moment. 
Um, and I, I certainly have Kane in my sights, who doesn't appear on this table because his goals obviously have come already. They're not imminent anymore. They're, they're every week. And he's and that's what I want. But he is on four yellows. So something to weigh up. It's definitely yeah. something to weigh up. Um, let, I mean, I'll, I'll skip the second one. We'll come to Bailey in a sec. But I just want to Salah because that's tied up really with Darwin Nunes. He's had three big chances, Salah. He's missed two of them. So he's a bit better. He has scored. He's had four shots on target. Um, eight shots inside the box and just an eight shots. So it's less than Nunes, but it's still very good stats. This, my experience of Salah on this table is this is quite normal. Two or three games might not score, then he will, and then he jumps off. Um, so I, if I had Salah, I wouldn't be worried. Would you? No, I'm not concerned. I own Salah, but I've got so much experience with Salah that, like you say, he can often go these couple of games yeah. where he doesn't score and then, it, then he hits back. He wasn't great at Brentford, I'll admit, um, but the game before against mm. Leicester, I thought he got in some good positions in the box. And yeah. it, it's Salah. It's Salah. We know what we're getting. I'm not in a position in my team, really, where I can focus on that. That's a kind of a leave to one side for a few weeks now. I think the fixtures are OK for Liverpool. Yeah. They've got Brighton next, your yeah. team, Joe, who are scoring a lot of goals. Mm. But they're probably a little bit more open under Zerbi. So it's not terrible for, um, yeah. for Darwin and Salah. Um, that's from my perspective as an outsider watching it anyway. And, um, yeah, then I think they've got Chelsea and then maybe Wolves mm. and Everton. So the fixtures are OK for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean Brian, I'm biased as a Brighton fan, but Brighton should be everyone's second team because they are exciting <laughs> and they concede yeah. a lot. So if your team faces them, you've got a chance yeah. of scoring and maybe winning. But meanwhile, you're going to see loads of goals from Brighton and you're going to see loads of goals from all over the shop. And I noticed yeah. that um, Matoma's, um, you know, becoming more prolific recently and one of one of the I was, I was reading something quite amazing about him because he he went to university rather than take a professional contract and then took his professional contract later and one of the things he did in his university degree was examine uh the art of dribbling and he used sort of gopro on that and and then okay. someone uh, uh, saw one of the clips of his re one of his recent goals and you could see his dribbling and it was all about making space and avoiding players and he, he dribbled, he, 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 you could see him dribbling past the players, almost as if it was a mathematical um, wow. equation. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that. so a player I'm, I'm, I'm looking at definitely. Once again, it doesn't appear on here. He's 4.9, isn't he, Joe? Yeah. And yeah. Um, you've, got, you've, got, you've got Ferguson as well, the, the mm. budget forward as yeah. well, who's kind of emerged. Mm. Whether or not he can hold down a place, I'm not sure. But anyway, we're diverting, aren't we? But, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, good, good options. So good options there. Um, I'll, I'll come to Bailey now. Bailey is second on here. His expected yeah. goals delta is so he, he, he should have scored, they think, uh, at least one and a third goal more than he has. He scored none in the last since game week 17. He's had six shots inside the box, seven shots in total. Um, two big chances. He's missed them both, but nevertheless had two big chances. Just one shot on target, though. What do you think? Is Bailey one of those players that might sort of drop down because his stats go off? Or do you think he's going to, um, his owners should keep? Well, he missed an absolute sitter against Wolves the other night. It was a head in the hands moment. It was in the dying kind of moments of the game. He rounded the keeper and then uh, put it wide and would have got us the three points as well. Um, I think that he's 4.5. So look, there's not much risk with a 4.5 player. The only concern which I have with Bailey and Watkins, who appears on this list, who I do like, 
is that Ings is making an impact. Um, he came on the other day and got the equalising goal, and he actually scored two at Brighton, Joe, as you yes, will remember. Yes, pre, 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 pre restart. Yeah, I, so, wish, I um, wish we had uh, Ings in our team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, 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 he comes on and he, and he scores goals, mm. and it makes me think that there's been a few rumours going around that he might be off, but Emery said, well, look, he's not one of the players mm. that we're, we're looking to offload. I think Everton were linked with him a couple of days ago. But that would, that's the only worry that with players like Bailey, that mm. um, we're playing like a 4-4-2 system, basically, yeah. under Emery. With two, and Bailey's in one of those forward spots. So if Bailey continues to be on this table, will there come a point when Emery thinks, well, I'm going to try Ings up there. He's scoring mm. goals off the bench. So that would be the only thing that would put me off a bit. Um, but Bailey, yeah, I mean, I can I can see him appearing on this table a bit over the next few weeks if he does continue yeah. starting. Yeah, that's a, he's he's not quite Nathan Redmond levels, but I, no, no. I I personally wouldn't go there because I I don't know. I don't. I just think it's a shock. But you mentioned Watkins there though. Eight shots all inside the box. Yeah. A couple of big chances. Um, yeah, um, only missed one of them. Um, and uh, three shots on target there. So these are quite these are impressive numbers. Um, got him in got him in one of my Sky team, and uh, he didn't do do so well this week. But uh, I have high hopes. Um, I, li- yeah, I like him. He seems well. to return a lot under the new manager. He's returned in every game prior to Wolves under Emery. So yeah. there's a, there's a lot to like there. I think he'll build the system a little bit. You know the way they play around mm. him. Um, it's just very hard to fit a player like Watkins in right now. Mm. You know, we've a lot of us have gone for Mitrovic now yeah. in that kind of that, that seven million pound bracket. So to fit Watkins in it feels really difficult. And we've only got the, fi- the next couple of fixtures are okay, but then I think there's probably better forwards okay. in that price bracket like Enketia and things like that. So um, hard to get him in. Um, now, uh, Man City guys are in here. Now, De Bruyne. Now, Man City, at the time of record, of, of streaming this, um, they might have a double game week, depending on what happens to the FA Cup this weekend. So they might have a double game week 20, in which case De Bruyne will be very popular. I can see Salah owners moving uh, to him. Um, he's 12.5. Um, he's had four shots on target. No big chances. Uh, big chances zero, so he hasn't missed any there. Uh, so f- just four shots on target, but eleven shots. So that's a typical midfielder. That's a sort of Coutinho, uh, Philip Coutinho, when he was on here at Liverpool. He was often on this table, and then he'd hop off because one of his amazing long range shots would go in. Um, so De Bruyne, I think, still is the assist man, but he does. This shows that he has a goal in him. He could score. So he's expected to have scored um, 0.79. So let's let's call it a goal. Um, so he's expected to have scored at least once since game week 17. And he, he certainly looked good. Um, I don't know if he's in your team. I know you've got Phil Foden in your team. Um, but mm, so yeah. um, De Bruyne owners, um, can they feel that a, a goal is imminent soon? I think owners have maybe been a bit unlucky over the last three weeks to not get any points from him, mm. but he's only taken 12 shots in the box all season. Yeah. Um, it's different with Haaland in that setup. He is all about the assists, and we spoke about this at length during the restart. That um, mm. he will grab the old goal because he, you know, with a long ranger, but it, it, I don't think that's what you're really getting him in no. for. I think it is assists. And the good thing is with KDB is that the assists are often worth more than three points anyway, because often you get bonus on top of that. So um, I think if you own him, I think he's a he's a definite hold. Obviously, he's got a double mm. game week, and he and he will be, rack up a big big haul soon. Mm. It's De Bruyne, you know. 
I'm not looking to switch Salah to De Bruyne. I've, I've currently got Foden, which which was a, a really bad experiment from, um, <laughs> yeah. from game week 17, which and he's still in there. And now I've got to really think carefully about what I do if they get the double, um, because obviously the Grealish and Mares look ahead right now in those wide positions, and um, Mares interests me, and um, and Grealish probably more for his assist potential, like De Bruyne. Mm. But and again. If he gets two starts, then you'd expect him to pick up some points. Uh, yeah, I mean, Grealish is on this table as well. He's a, it's the same expected goal data, so the same the same ex- expected to have scored uh, metric there of 0.79. He's had seven shots um, and set all are inside the box, but none on target. That is quite unusual. And, and that one of the things I quite like about this table is it sort of tells you in stat form what's happening there. You very rarely see a player being quite so prolific with close range efforts. Uh, I mean, you'd expect at least one to be at the target, but to yeah. miss to miss them all, um, that that's yeah. that's that's special. <laughs> he went. He, well, I mean, when he was at Villa, he went through long spells where he wouldn't get a goal, and then yeah. he had a bit of a purple patch, which I can remember owning him in FPL, and he did very mm. well for a few months for us. But um, Grealish again. Don't get him in for the goals. If you get one, it's a bonus. It's about yeah. assists with okay. him, as we saw with his assist. And I think he's got three assists is it, since the restart, yeah. um, which we might have a look at. Well, he won't be on that table and <laughs> assist him in it because he is assisting. But um, that's what you get him in for. Yeah. Did you hear that a Lionel Messi trading card recently sold for over $500,000 on Golden Auctions? Golden is the leading and most trusted destination for some of the most significant pieces of sport and pop culture collectibles. And better yet, it's not just for high ticket items. Golden's new always on marketplace and weekly auctions start at just $5. That means collectors of all kinds can enjoy the same quality, convenience and seamless user experience that Golden is known for. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, grade or vault, Golden has something for everyone and is your one-stop destination for the love of collecting. Looking to buy a collectible? Great idea. While the S&P 500 fell by an average of nearly 20%, collectibles like trading cards actually increased in value. Looking to sell a collectible? Now is the time to do it. Golden is offering all sellers up to 50% off marketplace fees before February 17th. Head over to golden.co to get started. That's G-O-L-D-I-N dot C-O. Um, we've got three three more sort of groups of players we'll talk about before we move on to the assist imminent table. Um, but um, it's the Manchester United players, Anthony, um, according to this, uh, with his three shots on target, um, five inside the box. Um, he was expected to score pretty much a goal um, over that time, 0.86, but he hasn't. Um, so um, his owners could have could have easily had a return there. He had a shot, a big chance and missed it. Um, and the same with Fernandez as well. Um, no big chances. So he hasn't missed any because he hasn't had any big chances. But he's a couple of shots on target, eight shots and just three inside the box. So that that says to me, Fernandez is not a player I would be looking to get in. And if I had, I'd be slightly worried because they're not he's not prolific. He's not shooting inside the near to goal enough and he's not accurate enough um is that a fair assessment of him well he switched position mm. in the last match and he van der Beek was with him and they were kind of rotating a little bit from what i saw of the match mm. but um yeah i mean is he going to be on penalties without ronaldo i mean that's going to give him a nice little boost if he is mm. but it could be martial as well if he's playing so yeah fernandez uh, I think the time for go for Fernandez was probably game week 17. Mm. So you've got that good run of United fixtures. The only way I'd look at him now is if they get a double game week 20, which mm. has been 
flagged up that it could be a possibility okay. if they beat Everton this weekend. It would obviously be a, a very late addition, okay. and uh, I'm not quite sure of the, the, the likelihood of it, but it has been mooted. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but without that, I mean, that it's a single game against City, isn't it? So um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be looking at any United players this week. Um, and another player to consider, and I, I like this this one is share or Shah, uh, share uh, five million defender Newcastle. Um, a defender is a rare beast on this table um, because they they very rarely post the stats to warrant inclusion. They I mean they can score obviously we saw, saw Luke Shaw's score recently, but um, they very rarely post the stats to sort of warrant inclusion. The, the, the you know the, the the stats indicate they're due a goal. So it's a three big chances. Miss them all for a defender to have three big chances is pretty good. Um, just one shot on target. That's that's more like it. That's a defender. But he's had seven shots and all of all at close range as well. And he should have scored point seven four. So his expected goal delta is 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 what is what he should have got there um so no goals um yeah i think he he he's the sort of differential we we need if we want to move up the rankings isn't he well set set piece threat i presume that most yeah. of those shots are, i haven't watched all of newcastle's games but he, there's you know if he's in the box it must be from from that the kind of call crosses into the box um newcastle i mean there's amazing you know value there in players like Botman as well. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me. Botman's got a bit of a threat from set pieces. It wouldn't be a massive surprise if he was flagged up on this list some point yeah. in the, in the, in the mm-hmm. coming weeks as well. Okay. Shah's just that difficult price point, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Because um, if he's consistently posting those numbers, then there's an argument to get him over Botman. Yeah. But is this just, are, are we going to come back to this list in a few weeks' time yeah. he's dropped off? So that's what we're, that's why it's going to be interesting, looking at the yeah. list and monitoring well, it. Because um, we've all got Trippier, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, so. I'm really pleased we're looking at this in video form because we can go back yeah. and have a look. And, and it gives that indication so we can look at where, where Cher is on this list. And if he drops off because he hasn't scored, then we know. We know that. But if he starts moving higher, then we know that, you know, they gradually sort of, it's like boiling point. They move to the top, unless you're called Nathan Redman or Darwin Nunes, move to the top and then eventually score. They hop off. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, um, another one is uh, uh, the the final one I mentioned is, is Joe Ellington um, at Newcastle, not Joe Linton as people call him. I, as I said on the Scoutcast, I've discussed this with uh, Brazilians and uh, Joe Ellington. Joe Ellington. Joe okay. Ellington. I think yeah, it was described to me thinking it was Duke Ellington's son. Um, so he is five point nine. Um, he's had a couple of big chances. Uh, he scored actually scored as well. Um, he's interesting because his expected goals delta. He's marginally overperforming, only marginally, but it, it's it's um, small enough to warrant inclusion on here because of his um, uh, seven shots and six inside the box. Um, <clears throat> So, um, oh, it's pointed out in the live chat by, I'm not going to pronounce it because it's J-G-F-D-F-G-F-D. Just probably just type that in quickly. Um, he says that Shah did get a, a big haul in game week one too. So Cher does have that haul in him. Um, it's just trying to pinpoint when that is. But Joe Ellington is an interesting one. There's so many Newcastle options though, aren't they? So he's a good, a good differential, but I don't think many people go there. But yeah. I'll be so interested to see where, if he stays on this table or not though. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he kind of has this varying role in the team. He's sometimes on the left wing and then he's sometimes in more of a central midfield kind of box-to-box role. But then you've got to say, why would you go for him over Almiron, who's been doing obviously very well? Um, again, it's that diff- if you really want to go for a differential, they've got Fulham next. But um, yeah, I don't think many people will see that as a priority this week 
given the double situation and that we've all got major surgery with our teams with Man City players, probably. So, okay. Yeah. okay, so we'll find out in game week 20 whether uh, they were goals imminent or goals yeah, yeah. not very imminent. Um, assist imminent table, here we go. Let's put this one up here. So what I've done is I've discounted, there was there were four or five towards the end of this who were in sort of plus expected deltas. They were sort of marginally, marginally overperforming. So I've just, I've got the underperformers, that's all. So this is game weeks 17 and 19. Now, what have I done here? So I've, I've, I've kindly written out for myself here. Um, this is a minimum of seven chances created, but no more than one assist in the last four matches. And once again, sorted by that minus expected um, delta. And in this case, it's uh, assists rather than uh, goals, uh, i.e. basically Poshwa saying underperforming. Um, for the post-World Cup restart, I'm focusing on Game Week 17 onwards until we can get four matches worth of data. De Bruyne is top of this, and this is more like it for De Bruyne. 12 chances created. He's taken six corners. Corners are quite good uh, indicator here for assist potential. No goals and no assists there. 22 crosses. Uh, so you, you take enough crosses, you know, some will be successful. Eight have been successful there. Um, he should have at least assisted once. But looking at him, I thought he should have assisted about four times so far. Um, but yeah, this as a De Bruyne owner, I like this. This looks good, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's a matter of time, isn't it? He's surely going to get something over the double. Owners, like I said earlier, have been a bit unfortunate that they haven't had more from him in the three three game weeks since the restart. And um, no problem holding them. The, the points are on the way, I'm sure. Definitely. Now, Rodri, um, I've got him in my Sky team because he's, he's a monster for the old passing and tackling yeah. bonus. But seven chances created. Um, no assists, uh, no crosses, no, <clears throat> no corners, nothing like that as well. So a bit less. But um, nevertheless, if you want... A Man City player that plays, that plays 60 minutes and has the off chance of an assist. I think, I think, I mean, to be honest, Rodri's a better option than Foden and Cancelo at the moment. So oh, yeah, he's why not? Play, isn't he? yeah. Yeah. Um, Saka, Saka owners, four yellow cards he's on, eight chances, uh, eight corners um, and uh, three Three successful crosses out of 16. A hell of a lot of crosses there. Um, his expected assist delta, he should have scored, uh, should have assisted uh, about half, <laughs> half a goal. Um, so promising numbers there. Eze, Crystal Palace, intriguing. I don't think people are going to go for Crystal Palace, but Eze has uh, got strong assist potential there with seven chances created. Pereira at Fulham. Few people, I think, I think as as captain him, few people have have got him as captain because Fulham's double yeah, game week in game nineteen. Um, right. Should feel should feel confident. He's taken ten corners, seven chances, seventeen crosses. He won't have Mitrovic's head to aim at this time, um, but he is on penalties. We think if uh, Mitrovic isn't on the pitch, um, so Pereira looks assist imminent. I would say, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at chances created across the season, only De Bruyne has created more, and that offers incredible value at, what, 4.6 million. So if you've captained him, there's there's still a chance you'll get something from Stamford Bridge. So, uh, yeah, like you say, he could be on penalties without Mitrovic. So that could still work out. And, um, yeah, I really like Saka on that list. I mean, I'm I'm kicking myself for going Foden over Saka three weeks ago because I think I'm 15 points down on that move. Yeah. Um, and he's somebody from game week 22 that I'm kind of prioritising a move for a second Arsenal attacker. 
and um, he's the one I want, I think, because it's assist potential, but he's probably on mm. penalties too. He's got goal threat. It's that all, you know, he's, um, he's, well, a, he's an underrated option, I mean. Well, thinking ahead, I've just got rid of Niketia um, yeah. for Mitrovic for the last game week <clears throat> with because I was maxed out on Arsenal with a yeah. view actually to do exactly what you just said. Saka yeah. or Odegaard, I think, will give me more points um, long-term. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I'm going to go for that. So, yeah, I totally agree there. So I, I like this lot. So um, <clears throat> going forwards uh, for the future game weeks, we'll, um, we'll keep monitoring this one as well um, to see if the assists, um, <clears throat> see if these, cha- these created uh, chances created um, stack up to assists. Um um, thanks so much for nearly 400 of you joining us in the live chat. Now, me and Tom are going to talk about our teams and our plans for game week 20. What sort of we got in mind and a bit up in the air at the moment because of the FA Cup, but we'll do our best there. During that time, if you could put some questions, anyone in the live chat, if you put some questions um, in the chat uh, afterwards, me and Tom will do our best to answer them. So, um, Tom, let's put your team up. Um, I'll, go, I'll go through through it by name. Um, just for the benefit of those listening to the podcast. And then you can <clears throat> talk about uh, what plans you've got. Um, so you've got Kepper in goal, uh, Trippier, uh, Gabriel and Cancelo, who might have a double game week. In a 3-4-3, three, three, you've got Salah, Foden, might have a double game week, Rashford, Martinelli, Mitrovic, Darwin and Haaland, who is your captain, of course, because of that double game. On the bench, you've got Patterson. He's not flagged here because I took this picture from you a couple of few days ago, but he is now flagged uh, for a few weeks. Uh, Ward is also on the bench, Bueno on the bench, and Andreas, who faces Newcastle on the bench. So what's your plans with this lot? Well, I'm waiting like everybody else. Let's see what happens in the FA Cup over the weekend. Mm. That will dictate if City are going to double, if Spurs are going to double. And you never know, we might get an additional team thrown in as well. Um, There's been talk of Man United against either Palace or Leeds. So hard to say too much at the moment. There is some areas which um, are concerning me, which um, is the same, I think, for everybody Mm. who owns Cancelo. Yeah, obviously taken off um, at half-time last night. He was played out of position which Pep spoke about after the match and said he felt a bit sorry for him um, for, for doing for doing that to Cancelo. He was obviously uncomfortable. Now, what that means, I don't know. If they have a double, it, it strangely makes me feel probably a little bit more confident about players like Cancelo and yeah. Foden because you'd hope that over the two games that they might get one start at least and then maybe minutes off the bench. Mm. Um, but there is other emerging City players, which I've got to consider, like Mares mm. and Grealish, because I could easily move from Foden yeah. to them if I think they're going to get more minutes. Um, both Does that feel a bit short-term because the landscape changes so quickly at City with their, their outfield players, perhaps? But it might be something I look at. Um, Kane doesn't work for me in this current setup. No. It would require a hit. Um and it would mean that I'd probably have to lose Foden in the 8 million slot. And I want to keep that slot there potentially for Saka in a couple of weeks. Um, Kane is on four yellow cards. Mm. Um, he's got a tough double game week. He's got City and Arsenal. Mm. Spurs haven't been great, let's be honest, recently either. They look good second half against Palace. But I think if I could do it in one move, I'd be more tempted yeah. to look at it. But it's not really on my radar at the moment. I completely see why people are going to do it because... Kane can score against anybody. So if you're back in Spurs to improve, yeah. I see why you're looking at him. Um, I might even roll, you know, I might even not do anything with this team this week. Um, so um, it, it, it really depends on what happens at the weekend. I've got a lot of options at the moment. 
Um, I like Rodrigo too as mm. well this week, and he's a player which I could look at. But let's see what develops. Yeah. So. Um, um, uh, Manchester United could have a double as well. Mm. Um, obviously, one of those against Manchester City. Um, Rashford, I like. I like for. I like for Rashford for tough games. Um, yeah. I like him for easy games as well. Um, so I, th- I mean. Well, I'll come to my team in a minute, but Rashford's going nowhere at the moment. Is he going going nowhere for you too? No, I'm more than happy with him. If United mm. did get a double, though, there's one player that I'm missing from United who's hurt me this week in Luke Shaw, so I mm. might have to look at something yes. like that because I, I wouldn't want to go in, albeit one of the games is against City. I, mm. I don't think I really want to go into it without him if they are going to play twice because okay. um, we saw what he can do against... Um, who did they play? I forget. Was it Bournemouth? Yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So um, let's see anyway. Yeah, a bit up in the air. Sorry for being vague, but no. um, there's, a, there's, there's a lot. It, it, is, it, it is up in the air. Obviously, Harlan captain. I mean, that's our nod to the captaincy video. This is what we should have done for that last one. Anyway, just keep doing it about three seconds. So, yeah, Harlan captain, we know why. Um, um, do keep those questions coming in the live chat, by the way, because we'll come to those in a sec. Um, OK, um, a bit to think about and a lot depending on the FA Cup um, there. So here's my team. Quite similar. 3-4-3 as well, old school. Um, I've got Kepper in goal, Trippier, Cancelo and White currently um, in a back three. I've got Rashford, De Bruyne, my vice-captain, could have a double. Martinelli, Kulazewski, who might come back from injury, I hope. Um, well, I hope so, because he's got. He should have a double game week. Um, I've got Mitrovic up front, Haaland uh, and Darwin. And then on my bench, I'm going to bench Luke Shaw this time around, but Luke Shaw and White, I don't... You know, I'm happy to play both of them. I don't. I, Luke Shaw's my my first sub. Um, I, I like him um, a lot, and you know he might well come in. Uh, I've got Ward on the bench as well. Andreas and and the injured Patterson. Every time I get Patterson in, he gets injured. He looks really promising. Everton looked rubbish, and then he gets injured. So that's that's my Patterson narrative, um, which is not good. Um, my my thoughts for this are uh, well. I'm going to wait and see if Kudasevsky's well. If he's if he's looking very very dodgy for at least one of those fixtures because they are tough. I want them to play twice uh, Spurs because they've got two potential um, their potential double is Arsenal and Manchester City. So Kudelski I I would like to keep, but if not, I am tempted to take a hit. I I don't I don't want Darwin anymore, and in order to free up money to get Kane and take a, take a punt on Kane, who I think is remarkably consistent, and I think. Whether he gets a yellow, whether he gets a suspension with with his fifth yellow card or not, he's just a player I want. It's a structure I want. I had it sort of in mind slightly over the Christmas, sort of having Haaland and Kane and De Bruyne, having that sort of structure, that premium. And I think I like that, and I think I want to move that way. Um, so Kulusevski could be for the chop. Um, put him down to someone like Matoma, um, or or any of the fabulous Brighton players. Uh, it feels so many cheap ones. Solly March as well. Um, or Cancelo. And this is this is probably the likely one. Cancelo may be good, but it's clearly Pep hates him at the moment. And he was his comments on him saying, oh, I felt sorry for him putting him in a wing position. It was almost like a test, wasn't it? It was almost like he was like trying to goad him. But And then he said, um, you know, other matches, we could play him at fullback. Could? I, I thought he was like yeah. the first name on the team sheet <laughs> so it's not what you want to hear when you've got seven million invested in them is it so. yeah definitely um so i'm not i'm not so 
Uh, I, just not a player I want. I can move him down to basically his replacement, uh, Rico Lewis, who I think will get at least a game or both of those games. Um, and then uh, that's a that's that's a really good option. I can and, and use that to to bump Darwin up to to uh, Kane. Um, I mentioned it a while ago when I got uh, Niketia in for a few matches. Um, it was a meet the manager video that I did with Josh from Always Cheating, and he said if the game throws you a bone, you take it. And yeah. a six or seven million or so starting striker for the league leaders in Niketia was was that moment, especially while they had good fixtures. Um, and I think a 3.9 starting defender for Manchester City, who, who Pep seems to want to marry, he loves him so much. Um, it just looks like another bone that looks too hard to turn down. So, yeah, I'm, I'm up for a hit, uh, which would be good for you because we're, we're, we're almost equal, aren't we? In the... we're, ex- we're exactly level. Are yeah, we? I think. And, we've, and we've got the same players left, I think, mm. in the Chelsea-Fulham match. So okay. we're going to go into game week 20 level regardless. So, oh. um, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got quite similar setups, haven't yeah. we, Joe? Yeah. So it would be nice. To, I mean, you've got De Bruyne or I've got Salah, mm. but um, you've got Kulisevsky or Foden. But generally, mm. they're, they're pretty similar. Yeah, so it's I, a similar yeah. setup. Yeah, yeah. As as we as we um, kind of move forward in the, the second half of the season, they're going to get different. People are going to try different things, aren't they? The later yeah. we get, so it'll be interesting to see. It'd be nice if we had a bit of a running battle on this, which we can talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that'd be good because we're quite similar as well. It'd be like, be like if I if um, I was on a podcast with uh, with Zof uh, from uh, FPL Wire because he's really similar to me as well and he has got the exact same team as me at the moment and um, well, yeah I think Zof was talking about Kane I'm sure I saw it online yeah. earlier I think I'm he's, no got, doubt. he's got enough money to do it in one move so if um, I'm thinking it he is if he's thinking it I am yeah, so yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah um so that's what I'm thinking really so it's that premium option um yeah. going for um there so um yeah we're both around for those that we, we haven't put our ranks up here because i don't like to do that but um if they make us so we will but we're both around the 170k at the moment um uh, i'm on a mar- marginal green and you're maybe on a marginal red i am it's been um i went in i came into game week 17 and i was about 80k mm. and i've had a roughish couple of weeks but it's quite fine margins. When Mitrovic scored that goal the other night and he was on for maximum bonus, I was at 60k overall. Mm. And then obviously got the book yeah. in, lost the bonus, sure got that haul as well. I've tumbled down a bit. Um, mm. But it's pretty close up there. I think if you have a good week, I think both of us will suddenly be in the top yeah. 100k. Yeah. Obviously in a good position to attack the, the, the remainder of the season. So it's close. Yeah, yeah. like, like you, um, I'll either do something or not. <laughs> I might. Yeah. I don't know if I'll roll here, but Darwin to Kane is is a move I would like to do, and and I could use just I'd use that hit to do something a bit more long term, and go for some different options there, particularly remove Cancelo, not keen on. Um, okay, so we've got some questions in the live chat uh, as well. Um, just remind if everyone press the subscribe button and do press that like button as well. That really helps us what we're going to be um doing with this video this will be uh one o'clock on tuesdays most weeks like like the captaincy video that we had in the podcast um so join that stream there and uh as i said um this has got a bit more uh, of, of a live chat focus there as well so i'm going to go through the questions i'll go sort of move up really um so uh what are we going for here um, oh yeah, Doofus asks Evan Ferguson is is he's just saying it's more of a statement really, but is is tempting as an enabler from game week twenty one? Yeah, what do you think? Um, I've got I've got Mitrovic in that sort of third striker role, but 
Yeah, I could I'm, save I'm gonna that. Pass, I'm going to I'm going to pass this one over to you, Joe, as the um, the Brighton expert. So, do you think once Welbeck's back, do you think he can? You know, it'd be rotated a bit, surely, at four point five. Okay, he won't start every game, but he will get minutes most games, probably all games. He could score frequently. <laughs> But he's, so four, he's the he's, better option over somebody like Greenwood at the yeah, moment. Yeah. If you oh, want that budget slot, definitely. He's, he's in a more attacking side. Mm. Um, and no, no offense but to Leeds. I mean Leeds. I think Leeds are, are a great side. Actually, I think they're really they've got lots of good options there, uh, including Greenwood. But I do think I do think that Ferguson's probably the best of that. So if you are looking at a four point five striker i think he is good um really um fpl cowboy rico lewis under the radar at 3.9 um well we've just spoken about that yes of course of course um um predictions for next wacky tactic pep is going to try what do you what do you reckon cancelo is a, is a winger um a 3.9 child as the new cancelo was what's the next tactic do you think well i think because these games um difficult games in the fact they play United and a Derby and Spurs mm. I think I think Pep's gonna he talks about control with Grealish and Mares a lot and having those players and I think he's gonna want to keep to that against these teams um I think the fact he brought those subs on and it worked I think he'll stick with that for the next game mm. so um yeah I, I, I I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Foden in this game um given what happened last night. So I think if anything, he's going to keep on with that tactic, which seems to be working for him. It's not, it's not particularly um, flash to watch in the fact that they're scoring loads and loads of goals, but it's effective and they're winning matches and they're keeping it tight at the back. So um, yeah, I, I, I expect Mahrez and Grealish to start again, um, in the, at least in the first match of game week 20. Uh, good question here from uh, Johnny Boy London. Uh, keep one of Darwin or Salah. So for those like, that's like you, um, you've got both. I've only got Darwin myself. So is, is it worth keeping both? Is it worth keeping a bit of Liverpool? What do you think? Well, I'm keeping both, but it is a lot of money to have tied up in there. And it kind of depends what you're, what you're going to do. I'd be tempted to keep Salah um, if I had to have out, out of the two options. But if you're looking at somebody like De Bruyne this week, then it, then obviously you're going to probably need to sell Salah and then, and then keep Darwin. But... Um, I don't think the fixtures are too bad for Liverpool. I think they're, you know, I think that Brighton game, I think there'll be goals in that. Um, I think with uh, with Chelsea going to Anfield, I can see Liverpool scoring a couple of goals then. So I'm not I'm not against holding on to both of them, and it's probably what I'll do. Um, but if you had to sell one, it'd probably be Darwin. Yeah, definitely. I, I think if, if I had Salah, I'd be tempted to keep. But that that De Bruyne getting a double game week yeah. would be tempting. I must admit. Um, but yeah, Dar- Darwin, I'm quite happy to jettison. Um, GV um, Sabranyam asks, oh, so apologies for that, GV. Um, Kane has played 19... Uh, basically, what's the situation with his yellow card, basically? Um, it's 19... He has to play 19 games. He's got four yellow cards, basically. If he gets a booking in the North London derby, he will miss the second match of the double game right. week. Once that, if he gets through the the Arsenal game, then it doesn't matter. He has to get to ten yellow cards after that. So okay. all he has to do is avoid that first double game week match, and he, then you don't have to worry about him for a while. But obviously, we could have another Mitrovic situation where he picks up a booking in the North London derby and misses the second game of the double. If even the double happens, it's a lot of a lot up in the air yeah. right now, isn't it? 
Okay, uh, Simon uh, asked a verdict on Mason Mount. Um, so this is assume Mason Mount is going to be fit. Um, is he is he still sellable or, or is he keepable? Oh, I, I'd probably sell him. Yeah, I think um, you might you might get a game out of him now, but I think there's a lot of other good options at that price point at the moment. Potter absolutely loves to tinker, as you know, Joe. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm not seeing enough from that Chelsea attack at the moment to keep hold of their players. So um, if you have him. I think um, there's quite a few appealing options around that price bracket, which you could look at, especially um, at Manchester City. Yeah, and also Arsenal as well. So FPL Cowboy asked best two Arsenal attackers. Um, so for, for me, Saka is on penalties and one of Martinelli and o- or Odegaard. Or all three of them. When their fixture's good, if they get a double, I, th- I think that would be a smart tactic. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think? Who, who are the best two, do you think? Um, Martinelli um, and Saka. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I Odegaard has been incredible this season, but those are the two um, which, when I'm watching Arsenal from the, the, the kind of the flank positions, I think over a longer spell, I think they'll be the, the two top scoring Arsenal attackers, in my opinion. Okay. Um, uh, we've got, uh, let's, let's have a few more um, if you've got enough time, yeah, Tom. Yeah, um, yeah. So, we've got loads, loads of questions here. So, we'll try and get through as many as we can, but apologies if we don't get to you. Um, uh, nearly 500 in the live chat, so do uh, welcome to you all. Um, Slaughter PFK, guys, uh, what do we think about Rodrigo, the Leeds Rodrigo, that is? Uh, great six game weeks in a row. Um, Sorry, I just tuned in, he said. Um, so, um, no, we hadn't mentioned him before. So, yeah, what do you think? I mean, I, I've been reluctant to go for him um, because I just think, oh, lead striker, I just can't quite, you know, there's others, other options, cheaper options. Um, but, yeah, he does keep scoring. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think I, I was a bit put off him before the World Cup because Bamford always seemed to be kind of coming back. A lot of Leeds fans who I, who I kind of know were saying he's completely nailed, but... Bamford's still having issues and he mm. seems to be playing and scoring. He's um, he's a cheapish midfielder in FPL. So um, I think there's loads to like about him. We had him in the scout picks this week. Credit to Neil for that one who, who stuck him in. Mm. And um, yeah, I think he's doing really well. He's, I mean, what is it? It's Villa, Brentford, Forest in the next three. So decent fixtures. And I think I, think I really like him as an option for that run. Um, FPL Spartans regarding defenders in FPL um, other than Trippier uh, isn't the play now just to go for centre-backs who are more nailed uh, their, their expected goals is no worse than most wing-backs or full-backs they're cheaper in general uh, for example Kanji and Stones instead of Cancelo um, I agree I always, I've always done yeah. that anyway I've always been more of a Willy Bolly okay. than a Alt Nori uh, kind of guy okay. yeah I think Stones looks the, probably the best if you're going to go for a city defender, mm. I think look, he looks the best option. Um, if you don't want to go for obviously Edison in goal, then probably Stones for this double. Mm. I don't know about longer term. Once Laporte's back, it obviously changes. But for this double, if they get it, then I think Stones at this moment in time is where I'd be looking. Um, but yeah, the fullbacks is interesting, isn't it? I mean, Alexander Arnold and Robertson were so good last year, but Liverpool aren't keeping clean sheets. They've shown mm. a bit of signs of life recently, but. We're not. I don't think we're going to stick seven million pounds into Alexander Arnold if they're not keeping clean sheets. So, no. um, yeah, maybe maybe the centre backs. I mean, at Arsenal, I've got Gabriel. You've got White. So mm. maybe, yeah, maybe that is where mm. we should be looking. I mean, talking about wing backs and stuff. You know, Spurs have got this double. It's not great, but yeah. Doherty's looking good at the moment as well. well so um, might be somebody to look at. Next question from Kevin Wing: Is Cancelo okay. to Doherty and Ward yeah. to Edison for a minus four? 
worth the punt. So let's, let's just say, let's say it's not a minus four. Um, just say, is it worth it in general? Um, he's saying it keeps the city defence with arguably the most nailed defensive asset in Edison um, and adds another double game week player possibly in, in Doherty. But yeah, Cancelo to Doherty, I, I quite, I like. I mean, I got rid of him in the game week 17 wildcard as it was. Yeah. He was in my team before Christmas, but um, I got rid of him because I didn't think he'd be nailed on. I didn't think he'd do much. And Hey, presto, <laughs> he's propelling other people up the leagues who kept him. So yeah, I don't mind we, that. Um, I don't mind that move. No, we spoke about Doherty a lot during the break because he was playing these friendlies for Spurs and he scored, I think, three goals during the kind of the, the mid-season friendlies. So I stuck him in the differentials in game week 17. And I was really disappointed with the first couple of weeks back. He, you know, Spurs just weren't themselves, lost to us. And um didn't look great, but then they came back with a bang, got the first click. They've conceded a lot of goals recently, Spurs, mm. but they kept the clean sheet at Selhurst Park. He's so dangerous. I mean, I think he yeah. had three, four shots inside the box or something the other night, mm. and uh, he's only 4.6 million. I think um, Conte spoke about him after and said he's a top goal scorer for an hour. So, um, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's getting into good positions. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they're probably not going to keep a clean sheet in this double, so you have to, you're going to be relying on attacking returns. But, they played Fulham the week after, and at 4.6 million, you can bench him after that, can't you? No problem with that if he's got a tougher fixture. So, yeah, I think um, Doherty is always a fun player to own, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, it, it is a question. I'll give the answer before I give the question in a heartbeat. Um, would you yeah. go Darwin to Kane in one move? <laughs> There's the answer. Yep. I wouldn't even think um, about it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, probably, if you could do it in one move. I get the appeal for this week. Mm. Um, for, for people who have got teams like me, it's not quite so simple. No. It's a bit of risk with the yellow cards, but Kane, double game week, loves the North London derby. It's, Spurs have done pretty well against City in the past mm. under Conte as well. So, um, yeah, I probably would. Um, J77Lag, are you guys tempted to triple captain Haaland if there is a double? Um, I must admit, I've thought about it because he's... he's his captaincy is going to be 200. He's, he's, I mean, his effective ownership, there's going to be a lot of people triple captain him. His effective ownership will probably be around 200,000, 200% at least. So therefore, if you don't triple captain him, anything he gets will cost you. But I don't know whether you'll get much more. Um, I don't know. I'm, t- I'm, I'm tempted, but I probably won't. What do you, what about yeah, you? I'm not, I'm not going to triple captain him. No. I'm pretty sure of that. But it is quite... I mean, we saw... I went early with Salah with the triple captaincy when he had those two good fixtures mm. against Norwich and Leeds last year and it worked out really well. And then some people saved it a bit later on in the season. So I, I get why I get why some people think now is a good time to do it because there's no European commitment. So, you know, it, it, it's simpler to, or easier to predict starts and things like that. But I just don't like this double on paper. I think United-Tottenham, I just think... Yeah, of course he could explode against them, but United are looking really good at the moment. Um, yeah. And I, I just think I'd rather target. I think they will get, you know, City are probably going to progress in the Cups, and if they progress in the Cups, that creates opportunities later on in the season for doubles. And I think that I'd rather leave it and go for something. Even a couple of mid-table clubs will be better than United and Spurs. So, no, I'm, I'm not really looking at that. Um, okay, we've got, we've got time for one more question. A lot of the other questions, this all already been answered in, in sort of, you know, around Kane and Darwin and those types of things in Manchester City. Um, but it's about Van Dyke's injury as well. So he, he might not be 
um, w- um, that well owned. There'll be a few owners out there as well. But is it worth looking at an alternative there? Because it does mean that likes of Canate and Matip will get more game time, you would imagine. So is it is it worth going for a Liverpool defender if you can't quite reach to, well, you're shaking your head already, Robertson and uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold? Don't trust them defensively <laughs> at all watching Liverpool at the moment. So even if you can get, you know, Canate, what is he? Is he 4.9 or something? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're around that. The You sort of, I mean, they've been, you know, appeal does price quite well. Um, so, you know, you get what, you know, that's what it is really. It's a Liverpool defender. I think, I think with, I mean, Brighton, I expect we'll score past them. I mean, like you say, you're, you're looking pretty good in attack yeah. right now. You've then got Chelsea, which I don't think is a... I think these fixtures are better for Liverpool's attackers than they are for their defenders. Mm. And I think that they then play Newcastle a few weeks after that. If they were to get a double in 21, maybe it changes things. But I can think of four or five better players to invest in than a a Matip or a Canate at the moment, I think. Okay. Um, well, thanks a lot for, for joining me, Tom. Thanks a lot for the uh, 500 or so of you joining us in the live chat for First Goals Imminent Video and Podcast. Um, we'll be back again. We're, we're going to be on Tuesdays at one o'clock. We won't be next Tuesday because this is sort of next Tuesday's one. We're just doing a bit early um, because um, the, all bar one of the Game Week 19 matches, Fulham's uh, clash with Chelsea, have actually taken place now. So we have the date. We have pretty much all the data um, going forward for the for the moment. But we'll be back on a Tuesday before Game Week 21, um, not next week, the week after, and there on onwards. Um, and uh, eventually we might have a captaincy video back again when we feel that there's something more to talk about rather than just simply Haaland. And, uh, and end it there. Um, but in the meantime, thanks so much for joining us. Um, and thanks for all your questions. And good luck in Game Week 20. And uh, good luck those teams um, that are playing the FA Cup. Uh, the fans of teams who are playing the FA Cup as well. Because it's, uh, it's uh, one, of those, one of those great weekends um, where the, uh, the so-called lesser teams can uh, have their moment in the sun. And uh, hopefully beat the bigger teams. Uh, so thanks a lot. And see you soon, Tom. Thanks, Joe. See you soon.